<laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Free Agents Podcast, back for another episode of the Challenge Battle for a New Champion. I'm going to certainly lose track of what episode we're up to these days, because now that nobody goes home, it is hard to keep track. I think it's 11, but uh, of course, my co-host can correct me if I'm wrong, which I often often am. Um, I am Matt alongside my co-host, Brian Scally. Episode 11? Yes, episode 11. I okay. have had my breakfast of champions kicks uh ready to go and talk about this episode uh one that we got to watch live i think both of us Mm -hmm. for the first time since it's not competing with survivor anymore finally (laughs) yes and uh one that was my favorite episode of the season oh yes Yes, yes, yes. Um, And we'll get into the reasons why, or I'll just tell you right away the reasons why, because this episode just had a moment for me. And the uh, Laurel versus Michelle of it all, that obviously didn't come to fruition, but just the entire sequence of that was just something that, like, it's it's a, a challenge moment that I will remember for years and years to come. And those are the episodes that I live for uh, within a season. So that just made me feel something that the other rest of the episodes so far had not yet interesting um i could see that argument i do think it is iconic uh for sure i do have heard complaints about this episode being too michelle focused uh in an episode where she didn't really play all that big of a role outside of this scene um but i enjoyed it nonetheless yeah, the entire time we were watching it, Jonathan was like, uh, I think Michelle's going to go in. I don't like this. I don't like this for Michelle. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I like I understood the concern, but I wasn't thinking the same thing. Um, it was but it was definitely a lot of Michelle. So, yeah, I have questions um, when we get to the elimination, but I do want to put that off. I don't want to jump ahead there. OK, um, well, there was a lot to get to. So luckily we <laughs> Quite have a, little a lot. Bit. A lot to talk about here in this episode. We will save the elimination uh, for the end because, again, a lot to talk about there. But um, overall, just a very fun episode. Like you said, we were able to watch it live given that uh, Survivor's over and uh, the challenge can have Wednesday nights to itself now. I wanted to be petty and not watch it live uh, just to be like, <laughs> no, this is still not your time slot. Uh, but what else is on right now? It's <laughs> It was December 27th. There's nothing else to watch. We're going to watch it live. And we did. And again, it was fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to live tweet the challenge. It doesn't translate as easily as Survivor does, uh, but we're going to work on it. I feel like that could be a fun addition to the challenge. Challenge Twitter is low-key dead, um, but mm-hmm. we're going to try to break in. But also keep in mind that and, – and I say this with like all the love and all due respect to everybody listening because uh, I'm including you guys with us nobody's watching this season besides Ah! all of us that are here in this moment uh you guys listening and us like we're the only ones that are here watching this season it's just uh it's not you know picking up steam all of our podcast friends uh i haven't talked to like a single person that's been like yeah i'm keeping up with it week to week um i know a few um and i would need to reconfirm with them but i do believe some people are i don't think it is as common i think that probably proportional to about the percentage of the audience that dropped off but uh, i think that especially now that things have slowed down maybe people will catch up we'll see let's get right into (laughs) it though again um uh well not again okay so we uh jump right into the nighttime challenge that uh we were leading or coming out of uh with uh the last episode which was just 
buckets and buckets of fun. Uh, another eating challenge. Go ahead. We didn't jump right into the nighttime challenge. We cut to the house and see people are like eating and milling around and talking about how uh, like, oh, we're tired. And it's like, I thought we were going right to the challenge. What is this? Oh, yeah. You don't like that. They get like a little break to fill their stomachs before they're going to go fill their stomachs again. Don't break the illusion for me. Go straight to the challenge. I don't want to see this break. That's a funny uh, <laughs> complaint. <laughs> and the thing is that you, I was like, I'm a little worried about losing the before the challenge scenes. And now I'm like, why are these here? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I took note of the fact that there was that scene because of the fact that they were eating before they were, you know, get, especially on the rewatch. I'm like, oh, they're eating before they're about to go eat more. Um, but yeah, when you put it all together, there is definitely a bit of a break just so they can go back and congratulate Kylan and eat dinner while Berna eats dinner by herself. So, yeah, it's fine. Um, I think she would prefer it that way. Uh, well, no, she'd prefer Michelle to be by her side. Um, so w- when we when we do get to the challenge, um, it is uh, essentially, as they uh, tell us, you know, it's like Emmanuel's backyard. Um, I would never want to be there myself, but um, it is a trivia challenge combined with food and uh, not the kind of food that anybody out here wants to eat. Um, we just are we're never getting rid of the food challenges even tj's like if you didn't like this you're gonna hate the final so you know at this point why are we even you know still sitting here being like we hate this whatever and i'm gonna hate the final (laughs) (laughs) so oh i hate it um yeah i don't know gross raven threw up like on olivia's arm and i wanted to die for i can't say i noticed i turned away (laughs) like and that was not me being like oh i'm squeamish but just like I don't need to watch this. I actually am good. Uh, I don't gain anything by looking at this versus checking Twitter or, uh, you know, taking a couple notes during this Mm -hmm. scene. I was excited because they showed up all in the same uh, uniform color. They were all in orange. And then by the time the challenge was going, they had taken off layers. And now everybody was all over the board again. Impossible to follow. Running complete of the season. Um, So they were split into four teams of four. Again, assigned at random. Who's to say how these teams were picked? Uh, TJ just, I think, goes back to his room at night and shuffles the, you know, the cards around on the table however he sees fit. Um so the way that this was going to work is uh, with the trivia questions, there was a right and a wrong answer. The heavier uh, – if they got the answer wrong, they got a heavier crate to carry back. Um, and then eventually everybody has to go eat their food. First team to finish is the winner. Um, I, obviously, we don't like the food aspect of it because it's not fun to watch or listen to. But uh, I don't know. Any qualms with the trivia being you know, you didn't have to do – like the, the fact that like you didn't have to run twice. It was just it was either heavier or not. Um, I mean I think it's – like probably unbalanced that they all had different trivia questions because they were varying levels of difficulty, but uh, I don't really know how to fix that. So I'm kind of fine with it. Were there any uh, questions that you found to be extremely difficult? Like you didn't know at all, or did you find everything really easy? There was the one question that I don't, I don't even know what the question was, but it was like something that nobody would know or not many people would know. And then the answer was like six or seven. I'm like, come yeah. the hell on. Like, that's so stupid. Um, thing about formula one drivers and I checked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was obviously, like you said, some of them that were easier than others. And, and, uh, there was, I mean, a question about challenge champions who has more championships, bananas or, uh, CT. And we didn't need Kylan's nerdy confessional to be like, oh, I know everything about the challenge. Um, anybody, hopefully you should have been able to get that. If you know anything about the challenge, you know, the bananas has the most wins. 
Yeah, no, that's very true. Did you know that John Cena had more championships or titles than The Rock? Um, like no, no, but would have guessed that a hundred percent. Yes, yes I, I have enough wrestling knowledge from over the years to know that uh that John Cena was like the it guy for like a decade and still is relevant enough there. Exactly. Um, so yeah, these questions uh, varying levels of difficulty. The uh, the Kylie Jenner Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo one uh, was kind of funny with uh, Raven insisting that it had to be Kylie Jenner and also then not knowing who uh, Cristiano Cristiano is. Yeah, I mean, Olivia says hottest man alive. Do you sign off on that? I mean, Arasi is right there. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't sign off on that. He's a very attractive man, but like not my number one. It's a take. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it is, um, you know, a statement that she made. It's like when people say like David Beckham or like anybody that wins that freaking magazine's, you know, hottest man of the year. It's like they're all very attractive men, but to each their own. In theory. Yeah. Um, so what else uh, from the challenge itself? We get like, you know, a couple confessionals sprinkled in throughout um, a lot of Zara highlight throughout this episode. And we're going to get to more with her. But um, I found it interesting that she was like, yeah, I have the most wins and I want more. It's like, well, your threat level's not going down. So good for you. <laughs> I mean, I, that is exactly right. Like her threat level is going to be consistently staying high. I think that. Uh, she's not going to be gaining any larger of a target by winning these challenges. So she should be doing it. And um, it, like if her target was going to fall, it would not have anything to do with her lack of winning challenges. I, I don't right. think. Right. Um, as far as the eating portion of this went, uh, Corey lay was on Twitter saying that his team didn't throw up at all while we get the montage what? of everybody else throwing up. So I don't know that I believe that, but um, obviously they're the team that wins. So, I mean, I guess. Um, I don't know. But Good again. for them. <laughs> but ew. <laughs> I mean, James is the one that was narrating being like, yeah, just shoving it down there. Corey uh, didn't seem like he was having a hard time. And then uh, so the, the grossest one of all of this is that I'm pretty sure that one of the dishes was straight up just like cooking oil. And I think that that's yeah. the one that Colleen had. I can't like I'd almost I, I don't I, 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 I can't respond. <laughs> it's I'm drinking insane. brain soup much faster so much faster oh my god um, yeah the cooking oil like the, her face after that i was like girl <laughs> like <laughs> what is this uh, did you pour it on your face like uh, she could throw up sweating? onto a pan and then somebody could go cook a dish yeah no it was it was disgusting um i think that michelle tweeted out that like anyone who ate that was just sick for a very long time like, that can't be uh, like i mean the rest of these things like you know the, they say like they're delicacies in certain places and whatnot but like no one out here is drinking cooking oil <laughs> what? yeah i don't have um the verification that any of these are prepared specifically as uh other places may prepare these different body parts yeah. <laughs> but um the Oil and spicy surprise was – I can't imagine that that yeah. is something that anyone actually consumes. Mm-hmm. Michelle saying also this was her first uh, time ever doing an eating challenge across six seasons of reality television. Two seasons of Survivor, got away with it both times. And then, I mean, look, Michelle, the reason you haven't done it on the challenge is because you haven't made a final yet. But, you know, Ooh. that's besides the point. Still, this is one too many. Like, so. get rid of all of them. <laughs> I agree. Um 
So, yeah, Corey's team is going to be the winner after uh, not puking at all, according to him. It's Corey and Colleen and Mariah and James. And this is a woman's elimination day, uh, which uh, I guess Corey was a little upset about, wanted to have that uh, Horacio blood on his hands. Uh, And when they gather up and decide who is going to be their pick to go in, um, I realized as they were speaking that this wasn't going to be an easy decision. There was a lot of different people pulling for different uh, there's you know different groupings within this foursome that had loyalties to people that they didn't want to say yep yeah we really went into this week and i just assumed like okay you know it is between a pool of only a couple of women who are probably going to get thrown in one of them being colleen though and she wins so she's not uh i was surprised to see that um not based on who won, but like, you know, you expect Zara to be a pretty easy name to be said. So the fact that she was immediately off the table made this even more interesting. And being that there are so many people here who are allegedly in the U.S. alliance still that they all threw Raven under the bus so easily, I like wasn't shocked by, but was surprised by. Yeah, I didn't expect any of the main alliance to go in because, you know, you obviously have Corey and Mariah there protecting them. And I mean, James is just uh, going to do whatever Mariah says at this point. Um, so the 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 options were very limited right away. Um, and then it was really just a back and forth between Corey and Mariah of like, uh, can we do Raven or not? Uh, Corey wasn't budging on Berna. And the fact that he had Colleen there was perfect because Colleen and Berna have connected. Um, so, you know, you're at a 50 percent, you know, or 50 50 now. There's no way you can agree to let Berna go in you need a majority and the only way that they could come up with that majority was with uh with Raven's name and Mariah is going to make that very clear to Raven saying it wasn't my fault I I was I was outvoted which is funny because you know James <laughs> is going to do whatever Mariah says so it's hard to fully believe that and um th- my favorite thing about all of this is uh the rising star Raven uh who is like by the end of this episode if if you weren't sold on Raven as a recurring re- repeat challenger I don't know what what else you're waiting for I'll say um is is not going to take this lying down. She uh, stands up for herself immediately to uh, to uh, be angry at the people who said her name. I mean, totally on board with Raven being great casting on the season, a very high pick for who I want to see return. But also when she's like, Mariah, have a voice. Like, okay, well, even if she just, like screams at them, they're still going to vote you in. Like, I, I feel like Raven has also given in in many similar situations. So, um, like, whatever. You know, you could be mad and throw your little tantrum. But uh, I don't think that you could actually stay mad at Mariah over this one. No, and I don't think she did. She went back to the house immediately with Jay and Olivia and was like, I I believe Mariah probably stood up. Um, But just like, give me that emotion. Don't just sit there and be like, okay, you know, Melissa was doing, of course, the same thing. Uh, But Melissa's already cemented in, you know, like bring, you know, coming back all the time. Raven's still kind of fighting for that spot, which, again, I feel like at this point kind of should or could be hers um but she she put the emotion into that and and you know i i felt it uh and then of course the awkwardness is that she's bringing zara down along the way being like well the person that you're trying to protect james is probably going to go in anyway it's such a weird call to be like yeah well you should throw in my best friend in here like oh okay um thanks for letting me know how you feel definitely a bizarre choice by raven um and look i'm happy that the obvious thing didn't happen raven so sorry about it um but saying that do you think this was the team that would have uh made the most interesting call had they won or was there a potentially more interesting option on the table 
I didn't write the teams down. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Team one was Corey, James, Mariah, and Colleen, obviously. Team two being Emmanuel, Horacio, Zara, and Berna. Team three being Jay, Asaf, Olivia, and Raven. Team four being Kylan, Ed, Narice, and Michelle. Um, Kylan, Ed, Mariah. Uh, Wait, oh, Maurice no, and Michelle. <laughs> I almost said Maurice. Oh my god. <laughs> I was doing this all in my head. Um, no, that one wouldn't have been too interesting because Michelle. That would have been the least cool. interesting by far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, do you have an answer for this? Because it's uh... for me, it's Emmanuel, Horacio, Zara, and Berna. I feel like all four of those people have reason to believe that they are on the outs. Um, mm-hmm. and so I don't know. Like I could see them because obviously Zara becomes off of the table. Do mm-hmm. they make a safe call like Colleen? Because the other women that are available are Mariah, Olivia, Raven, Norris, Michelle. Mm-hmm. All, you know, women who were on last season together uh, and competed closely. So otherwise, I think a big shot could have been t- potentially taken here. There's a world where it could have been Mariah, but I don't think Horacio is pissing off any of Narisa's best friends. I mean, I know Mariah is kind of that, but I don't think he's doing that. I don't know. I mean, I guess, but look, <laughs> I mean, it would be so fun. <laughs> I, I agree, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I think, honestly, this might have been the best case scenario as far as I know it was just like a boring uh, result in Raven being the one to go in, but like. It was a controversial, uh, you know, nomination yeah. between the four of them. And then Raven's blow up. I, I, I had fun. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, as far as the Raven and Zara of it all goes, let's kind of keep this together here. So uh, Zara is going to go talk to James and be like, I don't understand what happened. You know, can you fill me in? And later on going to go confront Raven herself and be like, I don't know why you did that to me. But ultimately, there's not much to get into here besides like them saying, well, now we're going <laughs> to work together and be stronger than ever, which is like, OK, good result, because that's what you need to be doing. But um, I don't know if they're trying to like show us that this is a pair we just need to pay attention to. Yeah, I think that really, like, regardless of the success of it, they're just going to show us, like, any <laughs> suspense that could be had. Uh, like, oh, look at this. Like, the main alliance is going to have a real opponent. And who knows whether or not that plays out uh, with any consequence. But, you know, my fingers are crossed. Yeah. Because um... even still, it feels like Raven is looking at it as a shot came from the like opposite side of the house and she needs to go running back to the main Alliance because like, Oh, these people who are on the outs took the shot at me. Whereas, you know, Zara is one of those people who's on the outs and really though you did have a shot get taken by that side. Like, I think that you probably could work yourself into a better position if you started working with them. Possibly. I mean, look, at the end of the episode, we have Jay giving a confessional being like, I see the other side of the house is forming and it's not it's not exciting. It's 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 a little scary. There's people, there's numbers, there's a group that are all realizing that, you know, if they band together, that they can make something happen. So um, if there is a world where that group can come together and for anybody who wasn't following along, I think it's Orasio, Kyland, Raven, Zara um, or James is James included in that because James would be with uh with zara and then i guess mariah possibly could be you know back in the middle again there so um if any you know if there's another uh single uh daily winner or pairs um and anybody from that group wins then yeah it could be big trouble for uh jay's alliance so yeah yeah i would be interested 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the drama didn't end there with uh, the Raven uh, and Zara. Then she gets into it with Corey. Um, again, this episode was fun. Had, had a lot of stuff. Um, so them yelling at each other uh, was funny as she tells Corey that everybody wanted his flip floppy ass out of the house. Uh, and Corey does a little dance to say, shut the fuck up. I'm I still here. <laughs> think it's so cringy. <laughs> like when someone, uh, there are very few instances on reality TV where someone is like dancing, taunting someone that I think it comes off well. Um, most of them being on the bad girls club where I feel like <laughs> this came off very cringy to me. Like how old is Corey? Um, I probably old up. enough to not <laughs> dance his way through an argument, but it made me laugh. Ugh, I don't know. It made me cringe, honestly. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, well, they didn't vote me in. It's like that meme that would be like 33. dancing back and forth. 33. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I would not pull this move personally. Okay. Well, um, that's, uh, yeah, uh, this was, uh, quite the, quite the ride there for the two of them. Um, not much follow up, I don't think for, either of them with each other. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, um, they're just on, like they're both fringe members of the Alliance. You know, mm-hmm. Corey seems to have, they both have honestly seem to have done a pretty solid job of working their way back in, but it seems like Corey is involved in more of the like main conversations. And there's also yeah. just fewer men on the core uh, and towards like the inner, like the inside of this Alliance. So yeah. I think that Corey is in a slightly better position than Raven, but they like there's no need for them really to make up mm-hmm. yeah for sure um let's step away from the game itself for uh, a segment or two here and uh we have two things to talk about uh one being our uh romeo and juliet uh olivia not olivia oops uh Norris <laughs> and Horacio, who are still uh, the hottest people on Earth and uh, very interested in each other. And uh, there's a couple segments throughout this episode about their blossoming romance and uh, what starts off looking like, oh, so cute, turning into a little bit of heartbreak, a little rough stuff going on there. Yeah, I did see your application to be a third submitted uh, on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> look at the I don't blame them i think that they have been cute on this season so far i have enjoyed watching it play out i do feel like the innocent showmances gain a lot of traction with the viewers so i'm sure that they are very popular right now um but you know they had their first kiss and (laughs) only in very few scenarios do you have to try figuring out what you're going to do when your boyfriend goes on an eight month, an eight month long reality <laughs> show. Um, but it's the problem that we're facing here. Yeah. We talk about how like people don't want to come back to the challenge for the two to three month shoot. Uh, but some people will go on the eight month yeah. shoot, uh, and leave everybody behind. I mean, uh, like, turbo and Berna are about to go on a six month. Like this man's going to war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Narice is going to be an army wife. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know if uh, you saw that clip on Twitter, but she was brought uh, onto that show as like a loved one's visit. And mm-hmm. it looked like that kind of reunion. So, yeah, I look Horacio uh, braver than the soldiers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard but, it here first. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that this was 
a like a good scene i was happy that obviously you know i mean we know in the real time what happens but it was nice to see that they decided to work it out especially the way that narice is talking about him where she's saying that she wrote in her journal that she's falling in love that she's not felt like this for someone in a very long time she never finds a connection and while she had been debating like you know the logic side is saying how the hell am i going to wait eight months for someone that i'm like basically you know just kissed for the first time. Um, But like, if this feels that special, like I'm glad that they did decide to actually work on it. Yes. Um, And uh, is it so special here that Horacio didn't even get any comment about his uh, ex fling Laurel showing up. Uh, So that completely, you know, a storyline that we are putting away and not revisiting because this Horacio and Norris thing is the real deal. And if we're going to invest in any story going forward, it does seem like that is what they're looking at. So, uh, sounds great. Uh, I, I think they're adorable together. And, uh, again, both beautiful human beings. Um, I, I actually don't know which direct line to take here. I guess I kind of, I, I think the I think the way to go is to bring Berna into this because she wants to keep herself out of it, but we, we have to kind of tie this all together because we're going to get, a, you know, a couple segments later is the, uh, all right, Norris and Horacio, they're still going to do their best to enjoy this time together until, uh, comes a knocking <laughs> one Berna to break up the party of both them and uh, another couple in the house. Emmanuel and Raven seem to be, uh, you know, cuddling up together like in the hallway. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) Berna broke that one up, too. Yeah. Berna the Cocklock was not a storyline that I was anticipating this episode, but it was very funny. Um, I understand why they're very annoyed with her at the same time. I mean, I know that I think Devin was making arguments of like, go to a different part of the house. Like, why are you disturbing everyone else? But I just don't think that's that uncommon on the challenge. I feel like this is uh standard practice. So, uh, but and like we said, like, like I think I tweeted that, like we barely get hookups on the challenge anymore. And now burn is taking them away from us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I look not to get like too into like their, detailed uh whatever they had going on in bed but like nuris and Horacio, like from the camera footage that we were looking at like we're just laying in bed together granted like maybe the camera started uh or or the scene started after something had been broke i i don't know um but it looked pretty innocent from what we saw and then berna coming through being like no 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 get out of here and nuris is literally like i want to slap the shit out of her i was like <laughs> i get it i get it uh, if, if if someone came in the room and told me to get never mind um off of Horacio. What? What? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not hitting anybody, but I'll uh, um, I'll yell at you. So uh, that's that. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I <laughs> I don't know. It's funny because especially I mean, especially with the uh, Raven and Emmanuel, like we probably don't even see this hookup if it's not for the breaking up. So I guess maybe Berna did us a, a favor. <laughs> like we got to the hookup. But um, yeah, still very funny. Uh, I believe they were probably like at least on and off, like making out. They kissed for the first time. I don't think they're keeping their hands off each other, uh, completely in that bed. But look, Berna maybe needs to bring some earplugs the next time on the challenge. Or just needs to find a love connection of her own, and maybe oh. that'll make her uh, a little happier with uh, spreading the love throughout the house. See, I don't know. Now I'm wondering, like, were her and Nelson never doing this last season that she was on? I'm sure they were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm very sure they were. If Nelson was involved, <laughs> I'm sure they were. <laughs> oh, Nelson. <laughs> oh, Berna. Um, 
So that's that. And just like throughout the episode, I I guess like also to tie Berna in here because she's going to be the other option that we're presented with. If it's not Zara, it's going to be Berna. It's not going to be Berna because Berna is still under this protection from Michelle. And uh, also the entire uh, rider, not rider dies, uh, spies, lies and allies alliance. Uh, I meant to bring this up and I didn't even take a note about it. So I'm so glad it's naturally coming to my head. I think we need to pay more attention to the uh, spies, lies and allies alliance because it's seems like that group is a lot stronger than i think we have given it credit for and to this point in the game there's still a good amount of them in and if they're all looking out for each other they could be just as powerful as rider dies okay do you want to remind people who's in the spies lies and allies alliance because i don't feel like it's been flagged up on the show as often yes uh berna of course and Corey. uh a man emmanuel was on that season i believe ed was on that season um did i say michelle if not michelle um and Jay might have been there, um, but I don't know that he's like super involved in like the people that Michelle's protecting. Uh, but at the very least, like Berna has protection from Emmanuel and Corey, who were both there. Uh, the Michelle and Ed connection comes from from being there as well. So like this little grouping uh, is just strong. Yeah, no doubt. Um, especially when you have like the winners of the challenge and Corey's. I believe saying like, I don't want to put Berna. So um, that kind of was like a little bit of insight into it being stronger than I think it's being portrayed on the episodes. Um, so good for Berna there. Yeah. Yeah. See if that plays into anything. Actually, my yes. favorite part was when Berna, <laughs> when she's <laughs> saying that uh, she wants Nerese to leave the room and she's like, yeah, I don't want to hear any of the like, and I was like, what is that? Like, what is going on that they're making that noise? Wait, what, what was the noise? I don't think I heard it. Oh, on the, on did the it mic. not come through? It was like raspberry noises, like the. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> noise is that? Well, maybe they were doing more. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe Narish was blowing raspberries into Erasio's abs. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay, um, <laughs> maybe we need to rewind the clock because I'm a little bit confused. So you're saying Berna had a point? Maybe. If, if that was going on, I think I would have issues. I'd be like, what is happening over there at the very least? Right. Um, speaking of scenes with Arasio shirtless, um, and, uh, you know, maybe this could be a thing in an alternate universe, Kylan and Arasio. Um, oh. the, <laughs> the only part about this that I wanted to talk about is, uh, Kylan being pissed off that Michelle's not protecting him. Um, and, uh, not to, you know, uh, eat into our social media segment over on Patreon, but, um, Michelle's like, uh, I didn't even have an alliance with Kylan. We never shook. We never agreed on anything. Uh, so the fact that, you know, we're just, again, kind of keeping Michelle in the storyline throughout this episode, um, Kylan anti-Michelle at the very least for now. Yeah. Um, it was funny because Michelle also responded to his accusation of her saying that, like, I have a perfect social game and I'm doing so great. It's like, OK, no, she said that, like, oh, I have a lot of friends in the house and that's what make, is like making this so difficult. And the translation was definitely not a one to one because as Michelle acknowledges, having so many in the friend having so many friends in the house can lead to a very messy social game. In fact, just a bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Uh, just every confessional she has, you know, reminding us that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know. Nothing uh, super relevant to the moment at, right now, but um, it, it could in the future. Um, we have the uh, ABC party that comes up here. Uh, did you happen to grab all the screenshots? Are we doing a full fashion review? I don't have all the screenshots, but I do have notes at least. Were there any that stood out to you? 
So Mariah, James, and Zara doing their outfits together that obviously James is like, oh, Mariah made this for me. Like, James, we know you didn't make that yourself. <laughs> um, but the three of them being in like the same, like, what was it, like flowers or something like that? Yep. I was like, James and Zara, you're just friends, right? Like, there's not more oh, to this. I'd sign right? off on the throuple. I don't know. Maybe. Could be. I mean, that'd be a powerful. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. Quick, quick before I lose this thought. Oh, my God. I'm, this is so important it's really not important um was it uh, scott yeager i think i heard uh, at some point on a recent podcast said that johnny bananas does not know what james looks like johnny bananas has gone oh. apparently out of his way throughout the entire filming process and to this date to never look at a single picture of james and he has no idea what this man looks like i mean someone's gonna tweet it at him now <laughs> like that is close his eyes. <laughs> um, I feel sad. <laughs> like I there's, don't know. There's not a whole lot to comment about it, but I just thought that that's information well, that should be shared around. See what's so funny is that bananas is even tweeting like some someone will be like, "Ooh, like Johnny Bananas, I hope you come back on the season next season and bring back some entertainment because they're not delivering and only like you can." And first of all, cringe. Ew, I'm embarrassed for you. Second of all, um, hopefully you don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Second of all, uh, <laughs> Bananas is like. Oh yeah, like not even I could save this season. Like what garbage! It's like you're not watching. (laughs) Meanwhile, you you have no idea what's going on. Correct, and also you are mentioned on every single episode, so you can't be hating it that much, or you can't be putting (laughs) it down that much. Like you're not there, you're getting uh, name checked every day. Um, but anyway, I can guarantee you on next season he's gonna be like, yeah, we're back after boring that last season. (laughs) Like you didn't watch, you don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. He's got his little birdies. Everybody's telling him what's going on. Um, all right. Sorry. Back to the ABC party. Um, okay. So that's, I mean, an outfit that stood out. And of course, I have to highlight Narice, who was in this balloon filled uh, something. Um, wasn't covering a whole lot. And she was living her best life. Um, other than that, no, not many other notes. Narice's best outfit, hands down. No question in my mind. Yes. There was yes, color. Yes, yes. It was creative. It was fashion like. You know, all the finger snaps for Norris, very, very good. Um, I thought Mariah, James, and Zara were probably second best. My favorite was Mariah's because while there was a bra fashioned, um, it was mostly above her boobs. So mm-hmm. <laughs> boobs were fully out, all like, you know, nary a nipple cover, and that was it. Um, mm-hmm. So very funny there. Whereas Zara's like in, you know, a bikini covered in Mariah, no, which, you know, you go girl um was very funny and then otherwise i don't know there were some that were fine like Horacio's wrapped in like what looks like a single half sheet of wrapping paper like congrats yeah <laughs> like uh participation trophy here you go um, have you been to an abc party no <laughs> have you next podcast live podcast Scally, what kind of friends do we have that, that, that are coming to that? <laughs> the next <laughs> the next podcast event on the night before is going to be an ABC party. Rob is like on, you know, hoping out, holding out hope that every time that one of these events happens <laughs> that he gets through without like 
any kind of controversy, you know, like, like whether it's people getting sick or uh, whatever else goes on sometimes that is not always great. Uh, and, you know, most events, great. Uh, an ABC party on RHAP's watch, uh, I think everybody gets fired that shows up. Uh, I'm, I'm messaging Sam. We'll see what happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, okay. So if you're not watching the challenge uh, and you know, you wanted a reason to like, this was the episode to jump in. I mean, there's boobs, there's butts, there's abs. Like what else do you want? Like That is true. Um, it was all there. Um, that's what this episode was. And if you wanted to see Corey dressed up in Callum's hamper, what the fuck? Like, then this was the episode <laughs> for you. So that is what happened there. Um, I don't know. Any other notes, ABC party? Um, no, it was solid. It was solid enough. Um, there was a Zara uh, conversation there where, leading into, uh, I guess we'll we'll get to the nominations very shortly. Um, she's like wondering if she has the numbers or if things are going to go uh, against her uh, for for the vote. Wants to know if she should be getting ready or not. And uh, it does seem like you know they're not uh they're not beating around the bush too much. They're like, yeah, we don't really think you're going to have the numbers if it's just you versus Berna. Um, leading I mean, to what Zara's going to do in nominations. Yes. They're like, oh, like, I wish it wasn't, you know, I wish there was just some other way, but everyone's voting. For, it's like, you're everyone. You can draw the votes. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're choosing it. Don't lie to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, so, but what else do I have here from before the nominations? Um, it's just a bunch of little scenes. I, I guess, like, at, uh, now's as good a time as ever because we have so many different uh, Michelle down moments here. Uh, Michelle was obviously nervous knowing or, or thinking that Laura was coming, but like, did you not like, did, did we all were we all on the same page? Like she knew Laura was coming. It wasn't just a, a speculation. She knew. Yeah. It does feel like she knew. And I'm wondering how that was. Right. So Can my first thought, leak it to her probably, um, or like, did she get a phone call and like uh, Kim Fitzgerald is like, I heard Laurel's coming next. And she like Ooh, freaked her out. That is possible. Um, because at first my, my thought was like, okay, she's giving confessionals being like, Laurel's going to come for me. Uh, but like, okay, we know that that was a couple days later. Confessionals are filmed a little bit later. So she saw Laurel by that point. Laurel did the Laurel thing by that point. And you know, she is giving the confessionals, but when she's having the Michelle down to Emmanuel being like, I, I think she was also very drunk, uh, being like, yes. Laurel's going to come and she's going to bring me down there. And I've been trying so hard to make a final and, uh, <laughs> and Corey's not making it any better being like, yeah, Michelle, Laurel will definitely pull you down. <laughs> I mean, he's right. He's right. <laughs> but I'm like, wondering if be there. I think there's a world in which Michelle has been doing this for every single elimination. <laughs> like, okay, it's the party, and Michelle's like, Laurel's gonna pull me in, and like she doesn't show up, so we don't see it. <laughs> I guess so. Um, look, with the fear that we saw within Michelle, and again, I'm I'm trying not to get right into it. Uh, it is. Uh, I'd be scared too. Yeah, like we all have our nightmares that we just are visited by every so often. Um, a common one for me is being back in like high school, and I like have a test to do or something like that. We all have our those nightmares, and. Michelle Michelle's is just seeing Laurel walking down the elimination arena. Every night I have a nightmare that Laurel's going to kick my ass. Um, it's terrifying. Yeah. So yeah, it I is. don't want, I don't want any type of elimination against Laurel. So I don't blame her at all. Again, I think this is actually a good spot where to talk about how a lot of people complained about like, Oh my God, Michelle made this about her and she made this whole episode about her. And it's like, well, I mean, the editors did <laughs> like yes. that's their fault. they chose to do that um you know and so like it's a little bit like maybe we could calm it down in the house but 
if there was something more interesting, I would hope they would show it, which they don't always, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, it led to this very iconic scene between the two of them at the elimination and also like for the first time or one of the first times probably the first time this season like gave us a definitive third option of who's going to be up for elimination rather than just like the two people that get voted in because otherwise in chaos it's like okay well we don't know who the champion's going to pick just somebody up there uh we knew that the third option was michelle yeah did you think it was gonna happen um i really didn't I don't, I don't know, maybe just my faith in Michelle, uh, or like, I don't know. I just, I haven't been feeling like, uh, Michelle was actually in danger. I feel like this could have been like forecasted, uh, maybe prior if like her game was actually about to come to an end here. So I I wasn't that worried about it, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for all that talk of, uh, production telling people which one to pull, I didn't think production would necessarily want Michelle out here. Yeah, again, not to get too deep into our social media segment, but Laurel put out a tweet saying um, that, you know, if anybody out there ever thinks that there's, you know, production rigging, she's like, I told every single producer who I wanted before we got in there and I did not get Michelle. Um, My response to that, Laurel, is I think that if you told every producer who you want, I don't think they're giving you Michelle. I think that it's their star of the season right now, their confessional star, at least. Uh, They're not giving you the star of the season for you to send her home. So exactly that basically, okay, it might just not be rigged for you, (laughs) you know, Um, but I do wonder, should production want Michelle gone here? No, I don't know. I mean, they have like plenty of people here that could also like do confessionals and narrate, but like they're going to her. Like, why would they want to get rid of her? Okay. If Michelle is gone, who's holding together this big alliance? Um, Narice and... Olivia, but they did not appear on one spies, lies and allies uh, or right Um, where so I think there becomes much more of a double agents faction and a spies, lies and allies faction because like do Corey and like Olivia trust each other all that much? Like not to my knowledge, Um, you know, Berna doesn't have anyone pulling her anymore. Who's pulling in Colleen? Like I think it becomes much more of an open playing field without Michelle. And so while she is very fun in confessionals and like a solid competitor, I, I kind of wonder if it would be more interesting if she wasn't here. I'm never going to wonder that because I don't want to live in that reality uh, any longer than necessary. So, um, but I, I get it. I get the thought process. I, I definitely think that she's the glue keeping a lot of these people together for sure. Um, and I don't know that, it's like the season becomes infinitely better if that glue is gone and things break apart because now you just have like one less uh, charismatic person on your screen. And that's not what I want. Um, but as far as the gameplay goes, yeah, it would break it, break it up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I feel like the gameplay really needs to be broken up a little bit. So I, I don't know. It's the type of thing where I talked about, I think last week, there's just like sliding doors moments where I think like the game can really change. And I am curious to watch how the rest of the season plays out, but I'm also uh, kind of curious to see what would have happened if it had gone, you know, the other way and Michelle goes home and we get to watch the season. Like, do they still hold just as strong and really we didn't gain anything from it? Or does this alliance fall apart more drastically than it already has been? Wow. Can you guys believe what you're hearing? Scally wants big team, Melissa and Michelle back to back to back. Boots. Okay. Not what I said. First of all, second of I, all, I mean, I heard that my headphones might be a little want. For, I never said anything about wanting big T to go home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I accepted it, but whatever. Um, I just like question. Look, love Michelle. 
There's many people on the seasons that I love, but I'm always here for the strength of the show overall. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fine. Um, I won't tell Michelle you hate her. Um, yeah, you guys so, are tweeting together, so I guess you are. BFF yes, now. new BFF. Um, <laughs> look, the day that I get like a Michelle Fitzgerald follow back on uh, either our uh, our account or on my account, well, uh, maybe I, I actually I don't know if that should happen because maybe I'll just stop podcasting because I'll just be like frozen <laughs> in time. Um, the last um, last little bit before the nominations is uh, irrelevant to the moment here, but Olivia and Horacio, again, seem to be a little bit not on the same page. That could come up in the future. Oh, I wonder if there's going to be any feud between Olivia and Horacio in the future. Why do you sound like you know that there's a feud between Olivia and Horacio in the future? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like Horacio's <laughs> girlfriend and Olivia are on great well, terms. Well, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... That's a good point. Um, no, but I just... Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, there's been plenty of talk. Horacio and Kylan are on the outs and Jay saying this group could be forming and there's smoke uh, to this fire here. And I think that, you know, if the lines are drawn, I think Olivia and Horacio are looking to be firmly on opposite sides of that, which is crazy, but it happens. Honestly, so fun. Everything I wanted um, <laughs> from a like ride or dies pair coming back. I love watching people turn on each other and just like the evolution of relationships is what makes the challenge so special. And mm-hmm. so when you get like longtime enemies coming together, that could be exciting. But also longtime friendships breaking apart, equally interesting to me. Yeah. Yep. Um, the nominations are going to uh, just be a highlight of Zara, who decides that she is going to self-nominate, and there's not Boo. even a single vote cast. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even have to ask um, what you think of this. It's just unfortunate. I hate it. Um, I hate, like, knowing that, you know, something's coming for you, and so you just lay down and die. Like, I'm not interested. I'm bored. I'm unimpressed. Uh, I know Zara was like, well, if I just have to win every challenge, like, in order to make it there, then that's what I'm going to do. It's like, or you could turn on these people. <laughs> like, like, how about you don't accept fate? You know it's bad when Asaf is the one in confessional, like, clowning on you. Like, yeah, you were going to get the votes anyway. Ugh, Early yeah. in the episode, I thought he was, like, fine and fun, where he was talking about Berna. But then whenever he's in a position of power, he is so insufferable. Just the, like... Oh, like, great job, Zara, but we all know that you were going in anyway. Like, why do you sound so fake and annoying? <laughs> just Again, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to say, Zara, <laughs> this is not the position you want to be in, letting Asaf get these confessionals on you. Um, so go ahead, self-nominate all you want, but whatever. Um, and then, like, even, like, to keep track of Zara, because uh, she's not going to play into what happens next, uh, when we get down to the elimination and TJ's like, you know, to be the best, and she screams out at the top of our lungs, hands in the air, you gotta be the best! I'm like, this woman is also on Melissa's pre-workout that just also, gave her way too much energy. That was cringy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Um, uh, the like, I'm going to show them. Like, ew, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> like, Not I, I just like, find it cringy. But she you know, also like that. Whatever. No. She also had not just the soft clowning on her. I missed also she had a Berna confessional uh, clowning on her doing this. Berna, who's like just sitting there, like not impressed. Like, oh, well, you again, like you were going to get the votes. Yeah, but the thing is that Berna even is like, it would have been heroic had it been any other round. But obviously, I, I was never getting voted in. And like, <sighs> for me, it's never heroic. It's always stupid. But mm-hmm. um, 
you know, let's like let's say that Olivia and Horacio are such good friends and like it's going to be like an undetermined like person's day and Horacio's like I'm gonna protect Olivia and go in. Kind of like the Nelson and Corey, like, okay, I'm still not pro this move from a game standpoint, but I am watching it from a like reality TV, a moment, a personal standpoint, and I can understand the merits to this, but uh, I'm never interested in this as a game, just throwing yourself in to prove yourself and not like, you know, really affecting any single other person in the game. Like I'm not interested. Right. I'm with you. I agree. Uh, let's get to the big moment here of the episode out walks our, uh, our champion of the day, our champion of the episode, champion of the season so far. Um, Laurel Stuckey is here uh, for this week's elimination. And it of course is going to be Raven versus Zara versus unknown Michelle Fitzgerald um, of uh, who's going to face off against Laurel. TJ introduces her seven time challenger, four time finalist, one time winner, which I was like, you, you don't have to give all the stats. Sometimes it just makes them sound not as exciting. Um, but Scally, the, what, what was to come here was just, again, a sequence of events that I will not forget for for years to come. Yes. Say more. Laurel is going to show up and, and Michelle has been spending the entire episode worried about the possibility of Laurel showing up. Laurel does not like her. Laurel is mad at her. Um, I mean, look, Laurel got sent home early last season, uh, earlier than she would have liked. She's been trying to get redemption for her, uh, you know, uh, elimination versus uh, Ninja, Natalie Ninja, uh, for a while now. And she comes back and she had a decent showing uh, towards the beginning of the season, but then goes home at the hands of Michelle and Jay, like people that like were very hated last season. Uh, and then the hate was growing exponentially as she sends Laurel home. Laurel has never liked Michelle since then, or probably ever will at this point. Um, Laurel is going to tell TJ immediately. He knows who he wants. If, uh, who she wants, if she gets to pick and TJ is very intrigued. He asks her who, and she says purple jacket, purple jacket. Let's go. Um, yeah, I don't know for me. It's like, great for laurel in that like if you don't like michelle that's fine but to like act like you feel so betrayed it's like like what relationship did you have uh, yeah i don't think it's even that i think it's just the fact that she knows how she is in a position at this point where she is so intimidating to another individual and she wants to like play into that because she knows and as we see that uh, michelle is petrified of her like that's got to be a good feeling to be laurel like knowing that that she has that power over somebody in this kind of arena um so she definitely you know is is eating into that fully on board for that i i am like yes you know you could say i don't like you i want you out <laughs> like i'm coming for you etc like you know get prepared i'm going to be taking you out of the game um but i do feel like it goes like a little bit beyond that it, especially when she ended up going home last season uh it felt like you know this was a betrayal or she was like so upset or so hurt and it's just like I don't, if you're laurel you should show up expecting people especially people that don't know you to want you to take you out at every single round of this game mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Well, Michelle was the unlucky one that did it. But also, like, just throughout the rest of this episode, Michelle not making it any better on herself. If she really wants to buy those flowers and mend those fences and become friends with somebody who she doesn't want to take her out of the game at some point in the future, like the confessional she's giving of like, sorry, Laurel, guess you can't get me this time, but maybe we'll see each other next time. I'm like, Michelle, stop it. Let her go. She's going to eat you. I mean, she's going to do it regardless. Like, there's no Uh, making up with Laurel until she gets her revenge or until you're paired as a partner. Oh, my God. Like, there's just no making up. And so it's like, all right, you know, honestly, Michelle's best bet is use all of the friends she's made in the last couple seasons to target Laurel early again and again and again when she comes back. Because Laurel, if she if and when she comes back to the main challenge, not really all that well connected. Yeah, you're right. You're a thousand percent right. She's got the Michelle's got the people on her side, but Laurel will beat her up. Um, Oh, yeah. Physically. done (laughs) if she gets to call out someone like good luck michelle (laughs) but also just like to quickly get into this before getting back into the cinema of it all um michelle probably does just as well as raven does in this considering the fact that you had help agreed and it's a puzzle yeah type um i think she has pretty decent endurance i think that she has like really good memory as exemplified on her first survivor season where she memorized the entire uh sequence of things that was longer than one row of this so i think that michelle probably performs better than raven does yeah i mean do you think that they should have brought the champs in and given them specific challenges that are like tailored to them like should uh laurel have gotten a, a hall brawl pole wrestle kind of deal or it's like just let it be random if you had different champs that were like more diverse in their skill sets, I would be interested. But being that almost every vet that's coming back is just like, I'm big. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't need six pole wrestles in a row. Uh, I'm not interested yeah. in that. Um, so from like even just a TV perspective, I don't need that. I also am fine with like if you're so big and bad and this all time great, then – like you should probably be pretty well-rounded. Like, I don't think that Jordan loses almost any elimination. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, if you're so great, like, let's go. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I guess we're bouncing around here, but as Michelle says, Laurel just kind of gets in her own way uh, with some of these. Uh, Laurel is, uh, you know, a, a dominant force in eliminations. Her record speaks for itself, but uh, you know, a loss like this, it's like, yeah, she, you know, kicking the peck. Oh, okay. Let's, let's, let's go step-by-step. Step. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so again, the cinema of it all is where Michelle is then going to hear that and say, Laurel, you know, we have a lot of the same friends. I promise I'm looking out for them uh, to which she's going to tell her, yeah, that's not going to help. Um, she, I'm also like uh, which friends like who is Laurel close with on this cast just like anybody that she might have made connections with last season because don't forget she was on ride or dies with them you know that she is feels one of the ride or dies people like 30 years ago <laughs> it was it, it really was um I remember was, when I was uh, born after Ride or Dies premiered. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Um, so, yeah, she's trying to protect Laurel. I mean, Mariah must have been a, a Laurel friend, considering uh, Mariah did not get called out this week, and Mariah's out here cheering for Laurel. Um, so she says it's not going to help. She's like, well, I'll send you flowers. Um, you know, we're going to make it up. We're going to make up. I, I see it in our future. We're going to be good, you and me. Uh, and Laurel <laughs> just not even smiling for two seconds, just not giving her the time of day. Very funny. Makes it even better. It's just like, like, I love Michelle. Everyone knows how much I love Michelle. But to see her shaking in this moment was just cinema. Uh, Laurel is going to walk over to pick uh, to, to go to the draw and pull out one of those whatevers. Uh, and eeny, meeny, miny, mo, who's maybe coming down from the stage? and i'm like she is toying with her food this is so (laughs) funny uh great and then you know ultimately she's not going to pick michelle she's going to pick raven but just so so funny 
Yeah, there was a lot of like, oh my god, why is Michelle so scared? It's like, first of all, I think she's playing it up. Like, you know, it, I would also be like side eyeing people, like cringing, like that's fun. Um, it, just like it, have a personality, first of all, people. <laughs> like, why is she playing it up? Like, duh. And then. Second of all, you should be scared of going against Laurel. <laughs> like you're stupid. Uh, you know all these people that are that are less scared. Like good luck to you. Please right. come take your chances. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, the challenge is called chain reaction. Uh, it was again very puzzle like. It was uh, you know pull this chain out and then once you get to the end of the chain, you get to unlock your pegs, bring it over to the pegboard and recreate the sequence. Um, so two things to discuss here. One is again Raven had help from the crowd, uh, which certainly didn't hurt. They were both at a similar kind of pace. Uh, but the second most important thing of all of this is uh, something that maybe. Only only super funny to the people who were watching, you know, Laurel in one of the last eliminations. She took place in one of her most historic recent eliminations. Uh, Laurel, again, could not find a peg. Mm, very funny to me, honestly. <laughs> like, as soon as I realized, uh, I did laugh. I, I did laugh out loud. Um, and that's the thing is when Laurel comes in and she's like, my biggest strength is that I'm not that like, I work alone. And I was like, I feel like that's actually your biggest weakness. Um, yeah. <laughs> like maybe in the old days, I don't know if like, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't analyzing the challenge, you know, when she was like in her prime, but like, I don't know, like right now you got to come in with the vacation Alliance of your generation and, and get to the end. Yeah. Uh, it does not seem like the move, but Hey, yeah. I'm um, so again, the lending hands, uh, we're, we're getting, uh, we're, we're going towards Raven. Everybody was, was there trying to, uh, to help her out or not everybody, but certain people, definitely Kyland, uh, Michelle in key moments towards the end, there, giving her that final push and, you know, telling her what to do. Um, it, that's how it was presented to us as how Raven got the win. Michelle did sound like at one point she was trying to help Laurel. Uh, I, I think I'm pretty sure. And I think she even tweeted that she's like, I was trying to help her at one point, uh, trying to extend an olive branch maybe, but, uh, no, at the end of the day, Raven had the most help and Laurel recognized that and you know it is what it is that was the elimination and and raven wins yeah uh very well fought i am actually very impressed by raven and yeah like this is not beating laurel in a hall brawl but i think that laurel is a pretty well-rounded competitor so uh i think this is a totally legitimate win that you can count against laurel for sure um uh or you call her raven or you can call her dory uh whatever you prefer uh, yeah that's, that's god I feel bad for her because she's even like, really? Because I did she go to or she was accepted to like an Ivy League school and stuff, but like, you know, she's not beating the allegations. People are saying mm-hmm. she's not the brightest, but I feel yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, I think she's smart enough. Maybe she, you know, we're all just a little. Silly I think that sometimes. she's probably really smart. I just like, please, the like, I'm not good at short-term memory in general, so mm-hmm. uh, I'd be losing to Laurel. For many reasons. (laughs) Just just for just for memory related reasons. Yeah. Like when I tell people like, you know, don't self nominate, don't lay down. Like I see Laurel, I lay down. (laughs) Like I'm going home. Like, uh, so what time is my flight? 
I'm so, growing up into a ball. <laughs> but not Raven. Raven is, is going to stay alive here, come back into the house. Uh, second week in a row, we don't actually lose somebody. Laurel says she's super proud of Raven, and she sees the fight in her. She, uh, I guess, had chatted with Raven for a brief moment. Uh, they have spent time together on a challenge. I know that doesn't sound like it, it, it's real, but it is a real thing uh, that Laurel and Raven were in a house together at one point. So I guess Raven told her that she's having a rough time in there. Obviously, we see that she's the one nominated to go in. Um, so Laurel is rooting her on as she goes, you know. She's not rooting for Michelle. Um, and uh, TJ tells the house to head back and uh, somebody give Raven a foot rub. And that ends our episode. Being that Laurel seemed to be a big Raven fan, is there any chance that she took it easy on her? Uh, no. Uh, no, that's not a Laurel thing to do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, no. TJ said she'll have no mercy. I mean, look, she was being laurel as she had that piece go missing and she's like screaming and you know <laughs> it's not my fault there's no peace like no she was mad she was yeah not, she was trying i agree i mean i could have seen her doing the same thing with um like casey and big t where it's like oh it's three rounds like i'll give you a round but i think ultimately she is going to take out basically anyone she goes against yeah um laurel pop quiz ready oh, no. laurel Yep, it's coming. Uh, Laurel talks about in this episode that she was a mercenary once before and she beat her opponent while oh, nobody else no. in that episode did. Who did Laurel send home on that challenge? God, when would she have even come in? Uh, well, she came in on Vendetta's, right? Because yep. that was her reuniting with Nicole. Mm-hmm. Who the hell did she take out is the question. Um, I can give you a hint. No. Um, okay. Let's say. Uh, God, this is hard. <laughs> but yeah, in, the, in that episode, as she says, she was the only one who sent. Uh, I think four mercenaries came in. She was the only one who got the job done there. And then the next episode, either three or all four of them send people home. Uh, the following mercenaries or, or something along those lines. That's wild. Um, yeah. So, who was it? Do you get it? You don't have it? No. It's a person who is currently pregnant. Cam? No. Oh, Jenna. No. Oh. Jenna's not pregnant. Brittany. Brittany. Oh, yeah, she exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, never would have got there. Yeah. Um, and anybody who's a new challenge watcher in the past couple of years is like, who the frick is that? Um, yeah. <laughs> So that's what happened there. Anything else in this episode? Um, not off the top of my head. All right. It was fun. Uh, again, that moment was really fun for me. Really funny. Uh, I will remember it for years to come. And uh, we're going to get into uh, the social media of it all with our Patreon episode that is coming up. We're actually uh, behind the scenes here. We're about to hang up here and then we'll recall. Well, not really. We're about to end this recording and begin that one. So we're going to go right into Ooh. talking through the social media. And uh, it's going to be a, a shorter one this week, but we're going to have some fun talking to the social media, talking about my Vanderpump binge and whatnot. So again, all of that content exists on patreon and uh we also have uh well quick plugs uh, i'm on twitter at matt Ligori. not much else going on so on there you're at brian underscore scally anything else to plug right now uh, twitch.tv slash bscally i guested on the bitter jurors finale coverage of the survivor finale that was a ton of fun and also subbed in for sasha on mess magnets so check those out yes and you were just on uh, lonely boys patreon Yes, the Lonely Boys Patreon talking about the OC. What is, 
I always go back and forth, but I think it's in my top two favorite shows. Wow. What's the other one? Uh, Six Feet Under. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, um, always, uh, you know, worth a shout out for the Lonely Boys. Go check them out if you're a Gossip Girl fan or OC fan. So, um yes. That is all good stuff there. And uh, we're going to end this episode again. Uh, Patreon.com uh, slash the free agents podcast if you want that bonus content, uh, including challenge social media talk and a bunch of other uh, shows that we are talking through oh. as they come up. But also uh, maybe something that won't be on Patreon, maybe a little bit on Patreon, but also on the main feed here, uh, maybe an official announcement of something. We'll talk what are about. we talking about? What What possibly could be coming up? that we would have any interest in talking about. I have no idea. Uh, anything come to mind? Uh, maybe the traders U S Whoa, <laughs> a show featuring three challengers, uh, Trishel bananas and CT. That could not be it. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know us, we love, uh, mess. We love reality TV. And when all of these people are getting together from various shows that we watch, we need to talk about it. So, uh, myself and Liguri, I think, uh, officially announcing that we are going to be covering the traders us, at least in some capacity, but yeah, over here talking about it. And also, you know, we love a draft. So, Going to talk to the great Puya and the great Lavina drafting this cast of reality stars. Yeah, that'll be coming up very soon. Um, so we have uh, the Traders expert joining us, but you're also a Traders expert in your own right after oh. uh, you know a full season of coverage over there with Puya. So um, we're certainly in good hands, even if uh, you know my, even if I'm playing some catch up there. Um, <laughs> A big shout out to whoever left that review on our podcast feed or in the early days of the podcast feed existing saying, let's not act like these two are not going to cover the traders when that happens, because that was very <laughs> funny. And you were very correct. So, oops. Yeah. Um, you know, when we created this podcast feed, we were like, well, we'll talk about other shows as well sometimes. And the traders was certainly at the top of uh, my slash our minds. Uh, when, when that came into play. So traders coverage coming soon. So we're going to have to figure all that out. I mean, we're definitely still going to be doing, uh, you know, challenge coverage and the traders oh, yeah. coverage. So like, and Patreon, like uh, a lot, I don't want to overwhelm everybody. So, you know, any feedback, if you think that, you know, uh, I don't know, whatever you have to tell us, I'm always open uh, to talking through it all or your ideas out there. So um, that is coming soon. Very excited to get into that. Uh, a couple weeks of uh, some traders fun. The first three episodes mm. are going to be dropping uh, the second week of January uh, and the draft will be coming very soon with Puya and Lavina. Can't wait for all that. Anything else? Um, no, I just think also, well, cause I think with the thing with our drafts podcast, especially when um, the casts are announced, but not yet officially released, we'll probably be releasing those early on Patreon because mm -hmm. we are like, you know, don't want to like anger MTV too much by putting it on the main feed. Uh, so generally that will go on Patreon. I think we'll probably do similar, uh, with the traders for like a short little while and then it will get dropped on the main feed. Um, you know, just following the same format, but, uh, check it out. For sure. Um, we could even put the, the All-Stars draft up there at some point, but we'll figure that all out behind the scenes that All-Stars 4 draft has been sitting that. in pur purgatory forever we'll figure now. Yes. In um, case of emergency, break the All-Stars 4 <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, but the uh, yeah, the draft that we are doing with Puya and Lavina will probably 
begin its life over on the Patreon feed. So if you want to uh, listen to that as soon as it drops, which I'm thinking will probably be as soon as we're done on Sunday uh, recording it. So uh, get that sooner by, again, becoming a patron and supporting the podcast. Uh, and then if you're not um, if you're not over on Patreon with us, then you will get it uh, as well. But just uh, a couple days later, uh, I'm not sure exactly when, maybe like a week or so later, closer yeah. to the premiere. So uh, thank just you. When people to, are going to be more actively looking for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so thank you to everybody who is a patron and is uh, supporting the podcast all the way through or just anybody out there that is listening uh, and uh, supporting it just with your listens and downloads and plays. We appreciate it uh, all the same. Um, uh, leave us five star ratings and reviews on the podcast feed if you haven't done so to uh, just help keep us uh, floating at the top of uh, those searches. It's always appreciated. Um, we're going to bounce over to Patreon. So uh, thank you guys for being here with us. Uh, until next time, uh, take care. We hope to see you in the future. 